This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Uh, welcome once again to another episode of Poetry in Motion with me, Neil Fitzmaurice. Now, sometimes you have to you have to you have to have a bit of a cull, Paul. You have to get rid of get rid of the chaff, haven't you? You've got to just you've got to slice the meat a little bit, and we've done that. And we've just it's a two header. This it's like Smith and Jones. This time. <laughs> it is, me, yeah. And I'm joined by uh, Paul Wheelock. Hello, Paul. How are you? Hi, mate. Yeah, I'm good. I'm okay. Illness, plague disease has hit the Echo Tower, hasn't it? It certainly has, yeah. You sound like you're on your last day. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm battling through. I'm soldiering on. It's Merseyside Derby this weekend, so I've got to do you've it. Got to, you've got to represent, kids. You know what I mean? You've got to represent. So whoever, the, if any of you others are listening to it, you're lying in bed there with your man flu, get over yourself. <laughs> Paul, plenty to talk about, mate. Um, obviously, the big thing to, to start off with was the uh, the Palace Saint-Germain game on uh, Wednesday night. Uh, I made a few comments after it. I did that fatal thing of as soon as the full-time whistle went on Twitter, and of course I got a few back then, so wind your neck in and all that. Um, but I will reiterate what I meant by it. First and foremost, yes, I know we're doing great in the league. I'm fully aware of our league position. Uh, second in the league, breaking all kinds of records, uh, on the coattails of Man City. I think the main thing that I was trying to say is that the, uh, since the start of the season, this isn't the Liverpool attacking force that uh, that we've come to, to to know and love or the the or the Klopp attacking force that we've uh, we've come to know and love I get that we're tight at the back but that was I thought was the point of buying uh, uh, Becker and getting Van Dijk in was to, was to was to secure the back so that we could keep on being the attacking force that was frightening European and world football what it seems to me that has happened is that we've tightened at the back and then made defence so much more of an issue that we've 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 starved um, the the front line, so it, it, that's what it feels like to me. It's a, it might just be that we're lacking players. It might just be that we're missing Oxlade Chamberlain, or we're missing that. It, clearly, we're missing uh, the difference between midfield and the link play from midfield to the front three. That's what I feel, Paul. What about yourself? First and foremost, what were your what were your feelings uh, leading up to and after? The Paris Saint-Germain game. Well, you knew it was going to be a difficult game. You know, they were a shadow of the side they can become, weren't they, uh, at Anfield. So you knew they were going to play better. And the way they started, they just flew out the blocks, didn't yeah. they? And Liverpool just did not get going at all. Klopp in the lead-up to the match had been talking about how they had to be that high intensity and get ready for their crazy game, I think he said. And just didn't heed his warning at all. But and in your defence, Ritzy, you've been saying this for a while now. It's not like uh, a reaction to, to no. a bad night of the office, a really poor first half, admittedly against against a very good PSG side. Liverpool have not been playing the way that made them so great to watch last season, all season. Now, I can understand people will turn around and go, well, look at the difference in the, the league position. This time last year, Liverpool were out of the title race. This year, they're very much in it. But at the same time, you still want them to play what the style that they're so good at. Uh, and, on, and on Wednesday night... It was just lacking again, wasn't it? Well, it's that high intensity press has gone. It's gone. I, I don't. I don't see it. I don't see. And 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 this is what people are saying. Well, you know, that's because the second half of the season we ran out of steam. Well, I would counter that by saying, the Champions League run last year. Champions League Champions League runs run deep into a season. We weren't we weren't flagging when we beat City home and away. We weren't flagging when we beat when we slaughtered Roma. Um, all right, we got beaten in the return leg, but I think that was more to do with Paul coming off the gas. We went. We didn't lose the final. No one's ever said to me we lost the final because we had nothing in the tank, which was the end of the season. We lost the final because of an inept goalkeeper 
and losing a very influential player very early on in the game that the, and, and not having the replacements. That's what lost us that final, as far as I'm concerned. So this idea that, yeah, he's pacing the team so that the second half of the season, we're going to be, we're going to be flying. Well, you know, let's see if that happens. But from my point of view, and, and I, I'm glad you said I appreciate it because I have been saying this for a while. And the thing has been, the thing has been, you know, when are Liverpool going to find form? Well, how many times, how much more further into the season are we going to keep saying when are Liverpool going to find form? Have they not found form then? Because we're second in the league and we're doing the blah, 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 blah. I was getting loads of stick on people saying, you know, wind your neck in. You know, you're getting, look at where we are. I accept that. I get that. And I think it's fantastic. I also have a right to be concerned about where we're going, not where we are. And, and it concerns me that the, the way we're, we're, we're playing now is sort of belies where we lie in the league a little bit. Um, first of all, it was going to be, first of all, I was saying, you know, someone's going to be on the end of a hiding from us. That's getting less and less likely now. Because... What, what concerns me more than anything is the lack of shots on goal, the lack of chances on goal that we seem to be putting in time after time after time. Last season, there was a hundred, over 100 goals scored between that front three. Uh, uh, this season, we're, we're going through football matches. The Napoli away game, there, wasn't, there weren't any attempts at goal. Um, PSG, one attempt at goal, which was the penalty. Uh, now, you could argue maybe with the way they set up as well, Paul. How did you find... I found the Tedens... Uh, the, yeah, Trent Alexander-Arnold. I keep calling him Tedens, Trent Darby. But <laughs> I find him... The lack of his cut, his thrust made it hard for, for, for Salah to get into the game as much as Mane because Mane... Um, um, Mane had a Robertson diving up. So he was on the end of that thrust, whereas we had Gomez on that side who wasn't getting forward as much. So tactically, do you think he got it wrong or...? Yeah, I, th- I think in hindsight, everyone, hindsight's a brilliant thing, isn't it? But I, 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 for a long time, I thought Firmino should go back to being playing as a centre-forward, not as this kind of like number 10, kind of like playing further and further back. But you know what? I think Klopp's got certain questions to answer over his team selection. I think that's fair enough. And it's very rare in his, his reign that we've ever been able to say that about him. But I thought the players didn't play well either. Yeah. I thought yeah. Firmino was well off the pace. Salah, obviously back in the goals, but still not quite at that brilliant best. I thought Mane was good. You know, I thought Mane was good. I think he really took the game to PSG. Uh, he has been consistently and, good this yeah, season he, as well. He's probably been the pick, yeah. I think. Uh, it's just it's just a midfield, isn't it, at the moment? Like, I'm a fan of Milner, uh, Henderson, and Wijnaldum was having a very, very good season. He's dropped off the, the pace a little bit well, in recent three weeks. Well, I thought but, it was Milner's poorest game. Yeah, they, they, they looked a bit outclassed. You know, yeah. we were talking about the final before. Undoubtedly, it was Carius's a, a, a fault. And who knows what would have happened if uh, if Salah would have stayed on the field. But that night, I thought Cruz and Modric's class told. And I think it told with Verratti the other night as well, didn't it? There was just that, in that midfield area, there was just that little bit extra that I thought PSG had. I think in both goals, it, it was, um, both of their goals, it was... Um it was notable to see just how quickly they destroyed that middle three, uh, left them dead for pace. I mean, you know, let, we can talk. We can talk about the frustration of a PSG side. I'd hate watching a team like that. With that, Thiago Silva for me, that's one of the most disgraceful displays I have ever seen on a football pitch since the last display by him. At one point, he <laughs> fell over, banged his head on the turf, and then got up and was reaching doing doing the symbol for the card. Yeah. Who's he going to book the pitch? Because no one has anything to do with it. He's just an absolute horror. Then you've got Tia Maria, who looks like he's had about five too many, keeps falling over. And then you've got Nomar up front. 
it was just as bad. And you think, you know, if you could play as good as they could play, wouldn't you want to stay on your feet a bit longer? Yeah, I know. People are saying, like, Liverpool should uh, should embrace these dark arts. But you know what? They're not setting it a good example. No chance. Like, I've got a I've got a five-year-old lad, and if he's in the back garden and he just neighbours, you know what he does? Jumps on the floor. Yeah, well, that's what everyone's and, doing now. He's yeah, making a show of himself, isn't he? He should be known as one of the best footballers in the world because there was at times in the first half where I thought, yeah, he is the real deal. Him and Mbappe are the, are the real deal. So don't get me wrong, I still sometimes think Liverpool could be a bit nastier. Yeah, you know, no, there's, you know, I mean, there's, def- there's definitely the nastier. I mean, I think the problem is with those is they, Neymar, Neymar is at this stage in his life where when he goes onto a pitch, a referee can do one or two things, either book him straight away as soon as he starts that, or because of his stature, I think he gets away with it. I found that referee largely did did a good job for me. He's getting a lot of stick. I know he get a lot of cards out, no doubt about that, but I think he let a lot of decisions go where a lot of referees would have pulled up. I think he let a lot of tackles go in that the, the referees would have pulled up, certainly European referees. Didn't give the penalty, but allowed himself to be overruled, which... You know, some referees say, no, I've made my decision. So at least he sort of pulled that back and went, all right, I was wrong about that. But you can see Neymar's class. You're absolutely right. When when Neymar, Di Maria and and, and, and um, um, uh, Verratti were, were doing those little moves between them, I mean, they were leaving us for dead. It was embarrassing to watch. The three of them were just, Wijnaldum, um, Henderson and Milner were just chasing shadows. It was ridiculous, which left a, a huge strain on 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 the back four. And this is my point all along about why, again, you find with 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 uh, Firmino, uh, not so much with Mane, because Mane, I think, is working really hard. Salah, to many extents as well. If they're, if they're not involved in the game that much, they sort of drift out of it. They drift off the pace. But this is my m- main bone of contention, is we're not playing that attacking third anymore. So we are allowing the midfield and the back four to be more involved, which means they're getting under more pressure. This is what I don't understand. I mean, you know, the best form of defence is being up there half. The best form of defence is attacking. I don't understand what, what's doing it. I don't get that change in, in tactic. And I'm not having. I'm really not having the idea that he's somehow pacing them for the second half of the season. Yeah, it's just, as you say, I'll try and play devil's advocate again. It's it's it's, it's hard to actually say either way at the moment because we'll only know at the end of the season whether there's any silverware yeah, in the trophy cabinet. And, like, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Would you prefer Liverpool to be playing the way they played in the second half of last season, but ultimately come home without a trophy? Or would you prefer to play this long game or this more... It is a more boring style of football, isn't it? But it, it could win. It could win It could win the league. It could win the FA Cup. On the evidence so far, I don't think it'll win the Champions League. No, but and, and, and I think it's a bit of a false dawn in a sense that, for instance, you know, we look at the Napoli game away. Listen, these aren't, these aren't easy games. I know that. But the Napoli game away, no shots on goal. We had no attempts on goal, which means it tells me that we were playing, we've been playing the system all, all, all year, which tells me that, that in that particular match, there was no real strain at getting on goal. Napoli destroyed us. Napoli was all over us. If we'd have come away with a draw there, or, or even better, if we'd attacked and maybe come away with a win, you know, you, you, what you're doing is you're putting massive pressure on us now, the tail end of this, of, of this, of this league, little mini league. So we now have to beat them 1-0. Or if they score, we have to beat them by two clear goals, or we're out of the Champions League. Now, this is a pressure now down the line. So it was, in fact, it was a pressure tonight, considering we've got a big game coming up Sunday. So it, I'm very much in, in favour of, uh, of getting the job done, getting the job done as quickly as you can. Um... And I think the style we played last season would have would have would have yielded better results by now. Certainly in the Champions League, um, I the thing is the difference in the in the league position now from last season for me is more to do with the fact that we're putting away teams that we didn't used to put away. You know, Wofford three three last year as be, was 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 a Wofford victory this time round. Well, is that because of a better defence, 
oh, I don't understand. I don't understand what that's supposed to mean. Does that mean that we're in a better? We're, are we in a better league position now because our defence is a lot better? Because if it is, it, right, it should be because we've got the most expensive centre back in, in world football and the second most expensive goalkeeper in world football. So it should be that. That's right. But my 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 point was what I said at the start. I thought having those two anchors in the team would have meant that we could freely express ourselves even more, knowing that we had strength at the back, which it seems to have. It seems to have just exaggerated the, the negativity in the team. I wonder if uh, if Klopp pinned a lot of hopes on Naby Keita, you know, because when you think about it, Liverpool had this wonderful second half of the last season with a, you know, not a threadbare squad, but not a massive well, squad. Certainly without Coutinho. And who did he sign in the summer? He signed Fabinho, he signed Keita, he signed Shaqiri, and he wanted Fakir. Yeah. So we obviously thought, you know, the area of the field we really yeah. need to improve apart from goalkeeper. Is that link up? Is that link, yeah, that midfield? yeah. yeah. And to be honest, even though Milner, Henderson and Wijnaldum were poor the other night, before the game, I didn't actually have too many complaints that they but started they the playing. game. No, you're absolutely be, right, be, be, Because Fabinho and Cater have just not done it, have they? No. I think Fabinho, that's a bit of a worrying one because he's he's, from, he's, he's played his football in France. He'll know PSG inside out. Why he wasn't playing the other night, I don't know. Uh, maybe because Henderson's suspended for the derby this weekend. But Cater, he was the one, wasn't he, to... To, to act as that link up between midfield and attack and he's just not getting a look in at the moment so he's not, he's not getting a look in when he did get a look in when he did get on the pitch I thought we improved I thought he did exactly what we bought him for you're absolutely right it's a great point to make because we were all salivating over the prospect of Naby Keita because we had to wait that long to see him we'd seen all the stuff on YouTube again I've said in the past you can make Titus Bramble look good on YouTube <laughs> but he gets here you know, he's erratic. There's definitely some great moves in him. He started off well at West Ham, against West Ham. Made a couple of mistakes since, and he just... And, and then there's the injuries, so you wonder what's going on there with the injuries. Klopp made a comment early on the season saying he didn't really know much about him because he doesn't speak to anyone. <laughs> um, so you don't know whether it's 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 a stylistic thing or you don't know whether it's it, it's a problem personality-wise and he's hard to gauge. I think I think we looked more promising when he came on. We we seem to have a little bit of injection and pace that was sadly lacking in midfield. Fabinho, I think, is a great shot, st- a great tackler, but I worry about his pace. When when they were getting left for dead, I thought mm, I don't think Fabinho would have been adding anything to that. And I think there's a there's there's a thing with Klopp at the moment where he's he's too worried about conceding to the point where it's it's affecting the the possibility to score. And I think that's a problem. Uh, Trent didn't get a look in because he made interestingly made a quite a telling point, didn't he? Klopp before the game, what he said about, he said, "Why have you put Gomez in there instead of Trent?" And he said, "Well, Trent played great the weekend. I mean, he talked about a kid who'd scored for his international yeah. team and scored for his club side in a matter of a week and was dropped. And you wonder why. Other than the fact that I think Klopp thought that he was going to rush ahead and leave gaps at the back, and he's not quite convinced about his defending capabilities because that's what he seemed to say. He seemed to be a bit." about the defence. So whether or not Klopp went into the PSG game thinking, let's just stop them from scoring as much as we can and see if we can nick something near the other end. In which case then, you, you have to worry then that, well, it clearly backfired, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, because the game was over, wasn't it? You know, ultimately in, inside half an hour. And, and to be fair, if it wasn't for Alisson, he could have scored a couple again, really. Absolutely. It is, it's that, it's almost like he's got a conundrum in his own head, hasn't he? The fact that he, no, he now got Van Dijk, one of the best defenders in the world, Alisson, one of the best goalkeepers in the world, a vastly improved defence. So does that become, you, you, you know, your, your focal point? You know, you, like the old Arsenal teams of like the 80s and 90s, you win 1-0 or you, you, you grind it out. But at the same time, you've got these three players up front who absolutely ripped Europe to shreds last yeah. season. 
And even though Salah's goal returns excellent, and as I say, I thought Manny played well the other night, it's just still not clicking, is it? And, and, and I know some people may be listening to this going, what are you talking about? Yeah, well, this is the problem but, you see. But, this is but the problem. It, you can only watch with your own eyes and everyone who can turn around and turn around and go, well, you know, we're, we're two points off City. We're right in the title race, beat Napoli by 1-0 or by two clear goals, win the Champions League knockout stages. And, and they're right to say that. But still, what you witness at the moment, it's not the same, is it? No, it's not the same. And, you know, and equally, uh, you know, I don't want to be... It's not that I'm being negative about them. I'm not being negative about them at all. I I think it's fantastic where they are in the league. My worry is that that the trap door is always looming when 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 you, you know... With a Man City penalty miss away from losing that one, with a wonder goal from Sturridge away from getting a draw against Chelsea, we have been fingertipping some of our games. We have been sort of clinging on. We weren't that impressive against Brighton at home. Let's be honest with you. And what I'm saying is, I'd, I, it would it would instill us all with a bit more confidence if we were playing with that attack and flair, or certainly some of that attack and flair, um, which would mean that we're we're rubber stamping second place and going, yeah, you know, we are absolutely fully deserving yeah we are deserving to be in, se- in second place we're two points behind the team but City are, City are the team you look at City are doing what we did last season but still keeping it at the back they are free foot flowing football I mean they are doing what we want Liverpool to do what we actually thought Liverpool were going to be doing and this is my point I don't think there are many Reds out there who can hand on heart say that we are playing the same football that we played last season because we're not it's clearly not as, as dynamic it's not as forward thinking and it's not as attacking uh, and and I think that is where we would be in second place, if not better, if we were ploughing ahead with that. And then because you know there may be games that, that, that you're looking at City, there are games that, that City are going to find tough. There's no doubt about it. I just worry that the, the kind of formations we're playing at the moment, the kind of team, the kind of team we're putting out, and the kind of the kind of performances we're putting in are going to make us suffer against some of the really big games this season. Yeah, there's only so long. You can not 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 play well because that's not right. But as you say, there's certain games where the rubber, the green have gone Liverpool's way, haven't they? The penalty miss, Sturridge's goal, even Watford on Saturday, brilliant win that three 0 away from home, yeah. absolutely superb. But for an hour of the game, it was fairly tense, it was, wasn't yeah, it? It yeah, was. Yeah. But I just wonder if an Oxlade Chamberlain was available, which we know he's not probably for the rest of the season, or if if Klopp did have a Coutinho. Or if Fakir, it doesn't look like Fakir is going to happen. And, and the other night, I didn't think he was too good for Leon against City. But I just wonder if this just missing that one about player. One of his teammates, aren't yeah. Fakir's teammates. Yeah, and I spoke to a, a French journalist for another podcast we did. Uh, and he sounds he, he sounds good. But the way, you know, in, in, again, in Klopp's defence, he wanted Fakir, didn't he, in the summer? So he's, yeah, no, he's I, seen I, something there. He, he, even, even with Keita, maybe, maybe he knows himself that the squad's lacking that player. Yeah, yeah. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. And Cater has been, uh, for the most part, a bit of a disappointment when it comes to the fact that we thought he was going to hit the ground running and be that link and that speed. I'd like to see... I mean, let's let's talk about the big game coming up then because uh, the derby, obviously, Sunday. Um, a very different Everton side. You could also argue that a lot of these Everton players will not have experienced the derby before, so it'll be interesting to see. A lot of the performance will probably be probably be down to how they cope with the, with this with the with the stress and with the atmosphere of a derby at Anfield. Uh, but they're a different proposition than the than, than previous derbies. It looks like there's a lot more pace in their side. They've got a little bit more endeavour, a little bit more guile. Uh, Richardson is is clearly a, a very very good striker. Um, what do you see um, Derby being for? 
it's the most interesting derby Everton coming to Anfield for a while because there's there's definitely a change in style compared to certainly Allardyce and Koeman. And while Martinez was very open, he was probably too open, wasn't he? And I I watched uh, Everton's game against Chelsea, and that was quite a good indication of how Silver can play because I thought he was a, he was going to be a bit gung ho at times at the big teams, but he was quite reserved. But they still had an attacking threat, so. I think you're right. Uh, they've, they've got Everton have got a lot of new players, and it can work in two ways for me. It could overawe them, you know, because Anfield will be at full voice. Uh, Liverpool haven't been at been at home for, for 18 months now, is it something like yeah. that in the league? But at the same time, I think Everton fans would probably say, particularly the derby, but particularly the derby at Anfield, it's a mentality thing. It's it's almost like the players and the supporters are beaten before they actually mm. get onto the pitch. Maybe these new players will actually help Everton. The fact that they've not had the scars of you know, Jagielka, Baines, Coleman, Osman, those kind of players had 10 years going to Anfield, didn't they? Losing derby after derby. So I don't know. But I still think, and it comes back to everything we've been saying so far, if Liverpool play at their very best and Everton play at their very best and Everton without question improved, Liverpool will win. Yeah. But yeah. It, are we going to see that? I don't know. Well, this is the thing. I mean, uh, you know, let, let's go positively on it. The fact of the matter is the Palace Saint-Germain team did have at the heart of its its, its thrust forward uh, Mbappe, yeah, Neymar, yeah, yeah. Di Maria, and, Ver- and Verratti. So you know you're not going to get them week after week after week, are you? Let's be honest with you. Liverpool still formidable at home, formidable in the league. There's no doubt about it. I mean, you know we're unbeaten in the league. We've lost our. If, if you could go back and say, even if you look at the last two of the season uh, in Europe last year, we've lost five European games on the bounce now. Two of them, I would say, we 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 lost. You know, with still the kind of uh, the thrust and forward football that we were playing. Uh, the last three we've lost are from for me the issue of the of this new Liverpool tactic that isn't really working for me certainly in Europe. Um, you're you're absolutely right. It is a case of of going out there and let's see what we can do um, uh, pushing forward in the league. We you know Everton are going to bring it. They always do. They bring the passion, but they shouldn't really be able to live with it, should they on Sunday, Paul? It's but it all just depends on that intensity, doesn't it? Because I think at the end of the day. Allardyce got a lot of stick and rightly so because who'd, who'd want to watch his football for, for, for let alone six months like Evertonians did let alone for year upon year he he came certainly in the league and got what he came for last year then yeah, he had a point yeah. for Rooney was, I think even Evertonians would admit that it was you wouldn't want to watch performances like that but ultimately you get a point away from home in the derby you're pretty happy you, you'll take that don't you I just think maybe maybe Everton sent a little opportunity here on Sunday because there is a little bit of doubt, but maybe this is the game for Liverpool to turn around and go, you know... Let's you, stamp you. Yeah, let's, this, in, in many ways, this is the perfect game. I mean, know? to be honest with you, if you if you if if I was asked before the PSG game the other night, would you rather we beat PSG and lose to Everton, or would you rather we lose to PSG and beat Everton? There is no... There's no thinking time at all needed for that. I'd rather we're still in the Champions League. We we we, we beat Napoli by one one goal or one nil or by two clear goals. We are through, albeit leaving it to the wire. But we are through. Um, I'd much rather we got a result against. I mean, to, to to lose any kind to lose a record at all, but to lose anything at all in a derby to Evan in the derby to Evan would be horrendous anyway. So I'd much rather we were set up for doing this. Um, the one thing that worries me a little bit is that is that quite clearly teams that have ran at Liverpool in a way that Liverpool ran. This is this is my frustration. That that high press was so was so uh, productive, paid off so much for us. I don't understand the the reason why they're stopping it now. Is it is it Klopp telling them to stop it? Is it them just not doing it? You know, from from, from training to to performance, what happens, Paul? What do you think happens that 
Do you think it is Klopp? Do you think Klopp has said we need to pull back on that press? Because it was so... It, it paid off so many times. Yeah, I, you know, it's, it's something we've de- debated whenever I've been on this show and obviously when Joe and Christian and Dan have been on the show. And previously at times I thought, oh, maybe, you know, it's post-World Cup, new signings, you know, plays bedding in again into the new season. I think it must be tactical because it's gone on long enough now for it not to be tactical. I think Klopp has, has looked at it and thought... You know what? That's got us to the Champions League final, and it was probably a Salah injury and a better goalkeeper away from winning a six European Cup. But maybe he's looking and thought the only way Liverpool can win the league is by reining it in. I, I don't see it yeah. myself, but it's just been like what we're four months into the season now, and this is the fine style of play, isn't it? It's not the style last season. I think he has come to the conclusion that we're going to have to play this way at least until another number 10 comes in or an Oxlade-Chamberlain comes in. Or, can, we're in a, uh, or we're in a particular stage of the season where he can say, right, let's go into, yeah. let's start moving forward tactically. Yeah, but, but as you said though, can you can you switch it on and, on and off that easy? I don't know. I don't know. It's Again, I'm probably sounding a bit uh, silly here, but we'll only know in time, won't we? But I, I, I'm, I'm more with you. I think come March, you can't turn around and go, okay, now we're going to start battling yeah. teams. Yeah. Because City have been doing that already. And to so Liverpool's immense credit. They're still on the coattails, aren't yeah. they? Oh, yeah, but... definitely. I mean, you know, again, I'll probably get loads of stick from this now when people are saying you're so negative. <laughs> there is a difference between being negative and and, and trying to trying to, 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 to understand why we're not doing the same things that we were doing. It's not a negative. I'm not being negative. I'm just not... I just want to know what's going on. That's all it is. I'm trying to understand why we're not playing that same kind of football when the only reason... We, we we were supposed to have slipped up last time, has supposed to have been plugged. Those gaps were supposed to have been plugged by a great goalkeeper, by a great centre-half, centre who now with Gomez is, is forming an incredible partnership. Um, so this is this is the only reason why I'm saying it. When you go to PSG and you look at it, and like I say, when the first whistle first went, I was like, ah, you know, bile, bile, bile. <laughs> and then you sit back and go, oh, actually, I should have done that, because it is PSG. They are a hell of a side. They are they're full of world-class footballers, there's no doubt about it. The atmosphere was fantastic. But they ran at us from the way go, and and I wonder whether or not, when when you allow teams to do that, you also allow other teams watching to go. All right, then. Yeah. And whether that would be a tactic that that Evan might employ on Sunday of just going, let's run at these for the first ten minutes, and let's see if they crumble again, and let's see if we put pressure on that back four, whether or not we're gonna we're gonna yield a result from it. Yeah, well, Everton generally have got nothing to lose after no. you know they're, they're in decent form. Sixth place, they're, in, the they're in decent form, not one at Anfield in nineteen years. So if there's any time for them to, to, to go to Anfield and have a go, it's this one. But maybe that'll play into Liverpool's hands. You know, maybe that will bring about that rapid counter-attacking style that was so successful last season. I just think it's a really interesting game on Sunday. I think it could yeah. be... I think it's an important game because of the derby. But I think it, it, it could almost, if Everton was to go there and, and to, to win Liverpool's unbeaten league record, you don't know what that would do to Liverpool. But it also could be the game that really kicks... Liverpool well, properly this, into life not, not in terms of results anyone listening to this you cannot argue with the results but in terms of like that style and that you know that up and atom kind of the play that they did last so, so well last season and that's a great point to say about whether or not that he's holding the back and holding the back because that can be a very very dangerous thing to do because if you're holding the team back with, with, with a mindset that you're going to do it in the second half of the season and a few things don't go your way a few results don't go your way then there's, an, there's a huge confidence issue goes right through the team it'd be interesting to see how he sets up on Sunday as well Paul Warnick I mean everyone's screaming for Shakiri to get a better you know Shakiri came on again 76th minute I think it was before we seen Shakiri on so he's basically saying to me we've got 14 minutes to try and 
to try and turn us around now. And whether or not he wanted to try and grab a draw from her anyway, I don't really know, but there's no doubt about it. Shakiri could be that player. He could be that missing number 10 that we need. He could be that missing link player between the midfield and the front three. I just feel like Klopp is a little bit, um, he's a little bit resistant to use him like that. Uh, unless it's in a game that he thinks we're going to win anyway. So when it comes to big matches like your Uniteds and your Cities and your Arsenals and your Chelsea's, I honestly don't think Shaqiri's going to get that chance. And it's a shame because I think he can really do damage. He's got the vision. And uh, and I think he brings them from three into it a lot better. Yeah, I think you're spot on. I think he's a bit reluctant to play him in that number 10 role as like that third midfielder, isn't he? He'd rather play for me. No, he's probably got a bit more tactical discipline. But isn't informant. But all. he is an informant. And that's it. Again, sometimes you've, you've got to say, I've been a big uh, advocate of just getting him back up front. But as I said earlier, he had his chance on Wednesday and didn't really take it. I think Shaqiri, when he was bought in the summer, everyone was, was happy because it was a 30 million, like the worst that could happen. You'd probably sell him in a year, two time and get your money back plus more. But he's become more than that, hasn't he? No, absolutely. He's become more than that. And I agree with you. I think he needs to play on Sunday for Liverpool because he's just, he's the probably one person who who looks a bit unburdened as well, doesn't he? You know, by, because there's a lot of expectation, as we've said before on this show. But yeah, I, I agree with you. Whether he is that number 10, I'm not sure, but I think he's become more than just a squad player, which I think is is, is what he was bought for first time round. Well, hopefully he's going to go back to. I'd like him to revert back to that to that because because Lovren alongside um, Van Dijk with Gomez on the right, it doesn't work for me. It's unbalanced. It's it's unbalanced. I'd much rather have uh, Robertson, Van Dijk, Gomez, and Trent back. That back four for me works. I'd like to see Kate in the middle. The only Caveat to that is that Cater looks to me like he could be a bit fiery. And in a derby, he can get wound up beyond belief. So whether or not he'd stick a foot high, he was doing it a couple of, when he came on the other night. But, but then the problem is you're bringing on a player 2-1 down and saying, have an influence, so they're going to get involved. I'd like to see, personally, I'd like to see um, uh, Cater on for, for Henderson, I think. I think we have discussed in the past whether or not Liverpool miss Henderson. Um, or maybe Genie, or maybe Genie needs a rest. Genie was, I mean, the front, the, the whole midfield three were no good. As I said before, I thought Milner was poor. Yeah. Penalty aside, he was poor. They were slow. They were the cut and thrust wasn't there that's normally there. I read a stat recently. I think it was in the Echo as well that um, Jordan Henderson's played more forward passes than anyone else in the league. Which a lot of people listening to this will say that is absurd, but it, it's tactically true. It's a stat. It's a true stat. He's played more forward passes. But it was an interesting. They had a, <coughs> excuse me. They were analysing the Liverpool game. Um, on match of the day the other day and they showed this difference in, in, in tactical play they showed uh, they isolated certain areas where the forward pass was quite clearly on and it wasn't it was going sideways and back so there is clearly something to it they are being tactically told to not thrust forward too much in case you get caught at the back so maybe it is part of the genius Klopp I love Klopp I've got nothing against Klopp I love him I think he's, he's amazing I think we're doing fantastically well I'm not trying to be negative in any way whatsoever I just would love us to be going out there and showing every week by week showing how powerful we can be and I think the thing is it's that play that is get, that got into Guardiola's head it's that play that that, that that has spooked him and it won't take long if we stop playing like that for, the, for them to think alright oh, then that was a flash in the pan and other teams as well will think oh they were a bit of a flash in the pan but as I want us to just keep that momentum going Ultimately, you're right. Yeah, you know, if if that is what got into, into Guardiola's head and it's still in Guardiola's head at the moment isn't it you know the fact that Liverpool are probably the only team who can go toe to toe with City. Yeah. You know, I know, Leon did well the other day. You know, yeah. Leon did well against yeah. them, and it was quite eye opening. It was probably the first team I've seen since Liverpool to really have a go at them. And you know, and the irony of that is, Paul, though, is that against these big sides, you've got to go at them. Yeah, 
That's the only way we proved it last season against City, home and away in 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 the second league game at Anfield, and 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 also the the home and away in the Champions League. If you run at them, if you show them the 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 press that they show other other things, they they can fold. That is what that is what annoys me. That's what's frustrating me is that we're not showing that press. And if it is for fitness reasons, well, okay, that's a he must have gone and seen Mystic Meg during the close <laughs> season, and she said this is the way to do it because it's a huge gamble to play because you you're losing your reputation, you're losing that fear factor, um, and whether or not he turns it on the second half of the season, then fair enough. So midfield wise, what where would you think you'd like us to go midfield wise on Sunday, Paul? Uh, I, th- I think I'm with you. I think Shakiri would have to come back in. Uh, probably with Salah, you know, if, if if he's on one of the wings with Mane, probably Salah back up top with Firmino a bit deeper. Midfield, I think Milner starts because he's got that experience. Yeah. It's the person next to him. It's I think Everton could quite rightly turn around and say their midfield of Guy and Gomez, who's looked very good for Everton he's at the a moment. Player, Gomez. They may feel like they might have the upper hand in there in the two. So I'd still be more tempted to go with Alden. I know before long, Cater has got to be it's got to be unleashed, hasn't he? You've got to, before long, you've just got to say, come on, mate, we've paid you all this money, paid you all this money for you. You've got to go out there and prove it. Fabinho, if, I think with Fabinho, that Arsenal performance was a concern where the pace was, seemed a bit too much. He's very, he seems very he, flat-footed, doesn't he? You can imagine Everton will be up and at Liverpool straight from the go. So I, I'd still be... But he breaks up, he can break, yeah. break up moves. He seems to know where he needs to be to break up a move, doesn't That's he? That's true. I, I, I don't know why I'm, I'm with you. I think Wijnaldum's gone off the boil a little bit. Just because he's probably played so much football, hasn't he? You know, he's played so yeah. much football already this season. He played a lot in the back end of last season. But I'd still be tempted to, to go Wijnaldum and Milner. Maybe if we looked at the midfield, I'll change my mind actually go Wijnaldum. I'd like to start with Keita. I want to see what he can bring, and I think he can bring uh, a pace that we need. So I'd like to, I'd like to see uh, Wijnaldum, Keita, and Milner in that in that middle three there. Um, with obviously with with um, uh, Manny Firmino and Salah up top there. All right, mate. Listen, it's going to be a sh- slightly shorter one because you sound like you need fifteen <laughs> lemsips, a barocca, and a large and a large. Yeah, ap- apologise for that. <laughs> no, 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 no problem whatsoever. Big game Sunday, mate. Uh, predictions. I think it's going to be a tight. I think it's going to be a really good derby because I think Everton are a much better football inside than than what they've uh, they've played in the past. But I just think this could be the game that could push Liverpool up again. I'm going to go for a two-one victory. I I, I I'm also going to go for a two-one victory. I feel that um, even though Becker I think is fantastic, uh, I think this tactical switch that we're doing is going to put more pressure on 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 the back five I just feel like that's what it's doing uh, I think they've got a fair bit of pace they could do something I think they can, they may get a goal but uh, we will prevail I'm, I'm feeling a 2-1 possibly even a 3-1 uh, victory for the Reds let's hope uh, that is the case onwards and upwards um, you know the campaign has been fantastic so far don't get me wrong I just I just want that I just want that that swashbuckling football to 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 come back, and I wanted to come back knowing that we've got that that tighter mid uh, that tighter defence at the back that can handle anything any countering. Once again, thank you for listening to uh, Poetry Motion. Also, for all of you overseas who listen as well, I, I say it every every time we do a podcast, and I really do mean it. Thank you for your support as well in America, Australia. We've got them all over the place. Uh, thank you, guys. Uh, if you have any kind of comments you want to make, call me a miserable guest, no doubt. Uh, it's Fitz <laughs> at Fitzy Fella. Um, uh, on Twitter, of course, and it's Paul, at Paul Wheelock, straightforward enough. At Paul Wheelock, straightforward enough, indeed. I know that uh, 
Peter Newton was was looking forward to an angry podcast. <laughs> He's got one. <laughs> He's got one. Well, you know, angry, passionate, I'd like to yeah, say. I'd rather say passionate. Uh, come on, the Reds. Uh, plenty more of the same, please, uh, result-wise as well. Uh, let's get a bit more dynamism. Let's get a bit more swashbuckle and football going, and we'll all be very, very happy indeed. You're listening to Poetry in Motion once again, part of the Blood Red uh, podcast and the Liverpool Echo. Uh, have a great time at the Derby if you're going or if you're listening or you're watching through your fingers, and uh, we'll speak to you again in a couple of weeks' time. Thanks, guys. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.